0: It is
1: Friday, December 16th. I'm Scott Zidenberg. And
0: I'm AJ Hoffman. The
1: 49ers clinch the NFC West title.
0: And bowl season is here.
1: Here comes the Vegas truth.
0: This is straight out of Vegas.
1: We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas Lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day.
0: San Francisco 49ers clinched the NFC West with a 21 13 win over Seattle. The New York
1: Yankees sign free agent pitcher Carlos Rodon to a six-year,
0: $162 million deal. And bowl season kicks off today. What is the Vegas lead, Scott Seidenberg?
1: We'll start with Thursday night football. Last night, the Niners with a 21-13 win over the Seahawks in a game, AJ, that felt like it wasn't this close. And the score was much much
0: bigger than it actually was. Yeah, Seattle punches one in the last uh, three four minutes of the game, makes it a little closer than it than it was. But I I had a feeling early in the game when Seattle was settling for field goals mm-hmm. that it was gonna. It, this was how the game was gonna go. They weren't playing with any sort of sense of desperation, and they let Brock Purdy settle in way too easily early in the game. What you, ten for his first ten something I like think that. Thirteen 11 first for first, eleven. Was eleven was 11 11? for eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Man, either way, just uh, you can't let a rookie quarterback get into that kind of a rhythm. And uh, you know, Lance Erline, who you know I worked with in in Houston and is works for the NFL Network as a draft guy. I went back and read his scouting report on Brock Purdy, and it was, if he can get into a rhythm, he can be dangerous. <laughs> and sure enough, he got into a rhythm last night and, and was dangerous. He was dangerous. And Geno Smith something's changed uh, or teams have figured out Gino. I don't know what it is. Can we stop with the Gino comeback player of the year nonsense? Yeah, I think so. I I mean, this is, it's been come
1: back from being a backup quarterback.
0: It's been a good season for Gino, but it's, um, it, it, he still makes a lot of the mistakes that cost him early in his career. He holds on to the ball too long. He takes too many bad sacks. Um, it it was, it was a rough night for Gino and the 49ers defense will make you look bad. And, they had a couple turnovers. One of them looked like a, a turnover for a touchdown that got called, got called back. back.
1: With the most ridiculous,
0: yeah. once again,
1: the officials and the NFL with the roughing the passer. Personal what? foul, tackling the quarterback. That's exactly what it is. What is Bosa supposed to do there? He's playing football. A football player, somebody tweeted this to me, and it was actually really, really hilarious. Okay. this, And I want to give credit, so I'm going to pull up my Twitter. At Scott's on there. There's the plug. And I want to pull this out. Uh, uh, Oh, wow. This guy's name is Jack Bauer. It's kind of funny. Uh, You know, like 24.
2: Is he that Jack Bauer? Did you ask him?
1: I didn't ask him, but I don't think so. He said, it looked like a football play by a football player on another football player
0: on a football field. (laughs) That's a penalty. That's a penalty, obviously. We we
2: all think it was so the game was closer, right? Like, I don't hear anybody say that, but that's, like, obviously why these calls
1: happen. It's clearly, listen, the executives in Amazon Prime called down and said, guys,
2: it's a it's a wink, wink.
1: We need people to stay tuned into this game. We cannot let this be twenty eight to three or whatever the score was at that point, twenty one three. You know, it's got to be. This has to be uh, a, a penalty here.
0: Well, either well way, San Francisco took care of business. Either way, however you slice it, and I think now. I mean, even more than before, and I I wasn't out on them before as like a Super Bowl contender. I think I'm still comfortable saying the 49ers are the best team in the NFC. They have the best defense. Their offense has so many playmakers, and Debo's not even there.
1: I think the Eagles would be favored over them on a neutral.
0: I think they would, too. I think it'd be wrong. I think San Francisco is a better football team than the Eagles. And I know the Eagles have an MVP candidate playing quarterback, and, and the 49ers don't. You can't tell me that's a difference and then pretend like an elite defense versus a defense that's like 25th against the run isn't a big difference. And with the way these two teams play, it feels like the 49ers would match up well against the Eagles. So I'm comfortable planting my flag and saying, even with Brock Purdy at quarterback, the San Francisco 49ers are the best team in the NFC. Does
1: John Lynch win executive of the year? Like the Christian McCaffrey trade is the best move of this NFL season.
0: Sure, looking that way, isn't it? He's
1: the most impactful player right now on that team.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I can't. Dis- well, at least on the offensive or on the offensive yeah. side, yeah. I think I think that's a fair thing to say. Although, geez, George Kittle, have yourself a night too. Uh, well,
1: the the, the the Seahawks just have no interest in covering a tight end.
0: Yeah, but you know what, Christian McCaffrey. And, and uh, George Kittle, the tight end and the running back out of the backfield, those are the best friends of a young quarterback who's trying to get comfortable. Yeah. And they both had a major impact tonight. So uh, 49ers roll. Seahawks fall to 34% to make the playoffs now. I think they're done. It's certainly starting to feel that way. Uh, this is It's funny because – you know this team. It was easy to get excited about them because they are they were expected to be so dreadful, and they they ended up being it ended up being a good story. But now they've lost four out of five at Kansas City next week, and then home to the Jets and the Rams. If they lose the Kansas City game, do they have any chance of making the playoffs, McKenzie, or do they have to win out from here? Oof, model,
2: not, model thinks they're going to lose, so they bake that in. But it does drop. It drops to twenty five percent if they lose. Okay, so
1: nine and eight. Ah, uh, the only thing that could.
0: Because the home Jets and home Rams are winnable games, so, but this is the thing. So
1: nine and eight on paper, you might think is good, especially when you consider that they do have a tie breaking win against the New York Football Giants. But the Giants have a tie. But the Giants have a tie that could make the
0: Giants nine seven
1: and one instead of nine and eight. Yeah.
0: So uh, looking bleak for Seattle, but either way, much better showing. This season, than I think anyone would have expected. And um, the Dumbo teaser won last night, though. Yeah, d- you didn't play it, did you? No. Uh-huh. <laughs> you always play the Dumbo teaser. No. I, like, I find a way I, to go, I no. Not. I did not. Ah, it's too dumb for me this week. But yeah, it did. The, it, it, the Dumbo teaser was for that, those. Was that dirty
1: work where he's like, every time you say no like that, you mean yes? And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, did you do this? No. Did you do this? No. Did you once say you can understand how women find, like, John Stamos attractive? No.
0: (laughs) <laughs> but the Dumbo teaser, of course, is the underdog, uh, par- or teased to the under yes. on Sunday Night Football, or actually on primetime we've been doing it, and it would have won uh, again last night. Four but of the last
1: five it would have hit.
0: Well, listen, it's a, it's a strong trend. But ever not since, on e- the season, though. Well, who cares? Ever since we've been talking yes, about it, ever it's become since, a strong trend. Well, I think it might be undefeated ever since we brought it up. I think it might be. I I don't know if it's because of us. It's hard to say it's not, though. It's hard to say it's not, is all I'll say. Dumbo teaser. The Dumbo teaser strikes again. So uh, Seattle, uh, like I said, is at Kansas City next week, and they'll be fighting for their playoff existence in that one. San Francisco, on the other hand, home against the Washington Commandos. And I wonder, like, what Seattle – what's their motivation angle here i mean i guess it's two or three seed right because the four, the one 49ers seed, motivation the, yeah yeah the 49ers i'm sorry the one seed's out of reach one seed's out of reach the four seed is out of reach
2: there's really nothing to play for you're there's either, a 1% chance for a first round buy for the 49ers
0: i guess like you're either the two or three seed and the two seed would mean you get a you get a second home game which i guess that's valuable yes because so, right now
1: they're only guaranteed one home game. Yes, if they do part. finish with the, the two seed, they'll be home in the wild card round and the divisional
0: round. And you have to look at Minnesota and go, oh, yeah, we can catch those guys.
1: And you also look at Minnesota and say, uh, if it comes down to a 2-3 matchup, I'd rather play that in San Francisco oh, than sure. in Minnesota. Like, like we
2: did in 2019.
1: Yes, you did. We hosted yes. the Vikings. We, you know, I wasn't there, but yeah. I called but, it. But, you were
2: there in spirit, though. You know, because exactly.
1: if, if, if it holds true and, you know, you have one, four, two, three, like, like it should, but obviously it doesn't work. in Probably not going to work that way, especially when you consider that the Bucs might be that fourth seed. Uh, but yeah, if it comes down to that matchup in the divisional round, they would want that home game. So
0: yeah, the, the motivation is to finish as a two seed. But congrats to the San Francisco 49ers who win the NFC we, NFC West in week 15, a division that was thought to be one of the toughest in football, Yeah, turns out to be lopsided. So lopsided, in fact, that a team with a third string quarterback is out here winning the division. That's, uh, that is... Something Seahawks I, as as great as they've been this year this year you know at least uh, when when you put it up against preseason expectations the Rams and the Cardinals fell woefully short so it's been a relatively easy path for the Seahawks 49ers.
2: first team to win their win total 49ers first team to win their division
0: there you go the dirty
1: work quote was uh, did you once say that you can see why women find Sean Connery sexy no
0: no no. <laughs> We've got a special treat this weekend, Scott, and that is Saturday football, National Football League football on a Saturday. Let's start with the Ravens at the Browns, Baltimore. We're not going to
1: start with the the, the first game of the day? We're going to skip over Minnesota? It was only my five-weight on the Dream Pod. I thought maybe I got the order wrong.
2: Yeah, the rotation order, man. Forget about the rotation order. They're trying us. I I, I go in
1: chronological order. When I want to know what game is on first, because yeah. they're spaced
2: out nicely. This is I'm, like I'm going to talk to the tech at pregame.com. This is like we'll a this thanks. Done. This is
1: like a Thanksgiving schedule. Well, this
0: is spaced out beautifully. This isn't pregame.com's fault. This is you know Vegas's fault. Yeah, really. Exactly. The, the first game in rotation order. The guy in order, charge of Vegas. The <laughs> first game in rotation order is the Giants Commanders, which if I, if I'm not mistaken is some is it Sunday, Sunday Night Football.
2: It's, uh, <laughs> it's literally football, the yes. latest yeah. it could possibly yeah, be. Yeah, and
0: that's the first game. It's, it's such a mess. Because it's the game they want you to bet on first. I guess so. All right, well, let's go in chronological order then. Colts-Vikings. Colts-Vikings. The Vikings currently four-point favorites. Yeah, gave out
1: Minnesota as my five-weight on the dream pod. I really like the Vikings in a bounce-back spot here. And, and if you just go by all of our... Power rankings here at pregame, and it just makes no sense why this line is only four. It should be at least five and a half. And Minnesota at home with a chance to clinch the division after seeing the 49ers clinch the division here on Thursday night, not wanting to uh, let their grip on the two-seed fade away huge,
0: huge edge here for Minnesota at home. Yeah, the only thing that worries me is there's some some offensive line injuries uh, hampering the Vikings right now. Oh, and that
1: Colts team is just so dangerous. Well, they are coming
0: off a bye. Who cares? Okay. They suck. No, that's what you... God... This is his handicap on every Jags game, too, isn't it? (laughs) Who cares? They suck. AFC South is pretty bad. The AFC South is pretty bad, as those Jags have a chance to win the AFC South still. Uh, All right, Ravens at the Browns. You're looking at threes, two and a halves, uh, depending on what kind of juice you want to pay. But still some questions, I guess, about who starts for Baltimore. It's just Huntley. Good to go. He's good to go. He's out of concussion protocol. He's
1: practicing. He's good to go.
0: This this makes me like Baltimore here. Um, I love Baltimore here. The Browns added to their resume as the worst run D in the league last week, allowing Joe Mixon to just run wild on him seven yards per carry. And on offense, the, the Browns just don't have this rhythm with Deshaun. It, it, they were weeks one through 12, fifth in the league in DVOA passing. The last two weeks, 25th in DVOA. Yeah, and, and J.K. Dobbins being back for Baltimore is a huge boost to that running game. And in the last five seasons – The Ravens, 30-17, and ATS on the road. They play really well against the spread on the road. And
1: Stefanski's horrible as a favorite.
0: Yeah, so it's Ravens or bust for me. The Buffalo Bills, seven-point favorites, hosting the Miami Dolphins. Terrible spot for Miami, third straight road game. They played two games out
1: west, stayed out west, flied back to Miami, now up to Buffalo for a short week, playing in the snow and frigid temperatures where Tua's never played a game below 30-something degrees in his career. I have the exact stats here, so I'll pull it up because it's kind of fun to, to talk about. Tua in his career, you count all the starts in the NFL, 31 starts. All the starts in college at Alabama, 32. He's never played in a game below 36 degrees.
0: What about all his starts in Hawaii? Well, probably never below safe to say? 36 degrees. Safe to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm with you here. This is – he's – He's been banged up. His offensive line is banged up. He's been sacked nine times in the last three games. He was sacked eight times in the eight prior games. Now he goes in, third straight road game, banged up Tyree Hill, Tyree Kill, banged up Jeff Wilson. uh, And. It just feels like
1: it's just, remember,
0: this, there's he, nothing that points to the
1: dolphins I'm, I'm gonna This is my second movie reference to the podcast. I'm starting to turn into Fez here. But do you remember the scene in— Fez's uh, are always from the same three movies. Yeah, that's though. true. That's, it's it's the, whatever movie he watched It's that, Wall Street. No, but it's whatever movie he watched that week. Yeah. Then he just quotes the same movie for the entire and podcast. And Fez has
0: been sick, so he may be up on some
1: movies oh, here yeah. shortly. So remember in Cool Runnings? When uh, John Candy recruits the Jamaican sprinters yeah. to be on the bobsled team, Classic. and um, he he's explaining the rules, or they're 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 you know looking at the rules, and the one Sanka when they says, and then you know it, it's it's you run up the ice, and he goes ice ice. I feel like two is gonna walk in, two is gonna get off the plane, and he's gonna go. Snow? What
0: is this? Ice? What is this? I've never seen this before. Yeah, I, I, there's not much to like about the Dolphins here, so it's Bills or nothing for me. All right, let's move to Sunday. Do you think uh, going back to that, you think that total dips it's at 44? You think it goes lower? I think the the because it's the Bills and the Dolphins, they're scared to make the total much lower.
1: I, I think. It's, and I guess if it's not windy, the the snow doesn't really doesn't have a huge no. impact on the number that we think it does. I
0: looked at that total today and I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. Like if it were any lower, you'd go, Bills, Dolphins, we gotta go over.
1: I feel and like I feel like I like the under until
0: it gets to forty one. It's dropped from forty eight at open. To forty four. Yeah. Yeah. And the Bills have dropped from seven and a half to seven.
1: Just the way I'm thinking about it, like like you always want the key number forty one. You you want twenty seven, twenty-four to be that possible outcome. Um but this is a well that would be fifty one. Oh yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You know yeah. what I'm talking about. But well math is hard. Yeah, very hard. <laughs> I guess what would 41 be? 2120. Uh, 2120. I yeah. mean or or in the, in this 24 seventeen. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Twenty-four-seventeen.
0: Well, Twenty-four-seventeen for a seven point game. That's what it would be. Yeah. All right. Let's look at the Atlanta Falcons. Math is easy. Atlanta Falcons at the New Orleans Saints. The Saints holding steady at minus four. Boy, this feels a lot for two teams that I think are just about even. Mm. Uh, I, Fez's best bet on the podcast was Atlanta, or excuse me, uh, the Saints minus four. I can't endorse it. I I think these two teams are the same team. Uh, I I think that maybe you get a, a quick boost from having Desmond Ritter play quarterback instead of Marcus yeah. Mariota. So I, it's I would lean to taking points in a game between two teams that I basically think are even. And remember. The Falcons led that first game 26-10 to 10 in the mm. fourth quarter, and they blew it. Yep. Uh, it, it feels like they are, uh, they're going to want revenge. And again, like I said, I think these two teams are just too close.
1: I think Desmond Ritter's got to be an upgrade over what we've seen from Mario. Well,
0: the probably. last few weeks of Mariota, certainly. All right, Lions at the Jets. The Jets are now minus one and a half most places. Mm-hmm. This was a pick uh, when we did the pod even. And I... I lean to the Jets here. Uh I think that this Lions run in it's not it's been nice. Don't get me wrong, anytime you're winning 5 out of 6 is nice. They have played some of the worst defenses over this stretch. Mm-hmm. The average d- defensive DVOA of their opponent in that stretch of 5 out of 6, 27th. The one team that they played that's inside the top 20 is Buffalo. The one team that they lost to. Yeah. The hey. Jets very good defensively.
1: Didn't they play also New England earlier in the year? And New England is like a top ten yep. DVOA defense. Yep. And wasn't that a twenty nine nothing shutout yeah. for New England?
0: Yes. Yeah. And this is th- this numbers just weird. The Lions were catching three on the road at Chicago. Mm-hmm. They were catching three on the road at the Giants. Now they're catching just a point and a half at the Jets, who are a better team than both of those. Yeah, doesn't make any sense to me. I think we're selling high on Detroit here. I completely agree. Chiefs at the Texans. Chiefs. Fourteen point favorites on the
1: road. Seems like the Texans, after the last two games where they got up for Deshaun Watson and they got up for a rivalry game against the Cowboys, are due for just a stinker. Lose the game thirty five nothing.
0: Yeah, they've been playing tough the last couple of weeks, and the Chiefs have been a kind of there have been the team lately that has not played a full game, uh, which scares me when you're talking about a fourteen point spread. They successfully let the Bengals. Make a fourth quarter comeback. Uh, They almost let the Broncos make a fourth quarter comeback on them. I'm not comfortable laying big numbers with the Chiefs right now because they're not playing a a full 60-minute game. I can see that. The Chicago Bears, nine-point dogs at home to the Philadelphia Eagles. Listen, I think that this this number's too much. The Bears have been much better at home. They beat the 49ers at home in week one. Uh, they listen, any win for the bears is a good win. They beat the Texans at home in week three, the next four road game or the next four home games they've lost, but they've lost by an average of just five points per game. And it wasn't against bummy teams, Washington, Miami, Detroit, green Bay, and the Packers cover was fortunate. The Packer, I mean, the, the bears should have been in that game. It's, I think the Eagles are a team that it, I, I don't like laying big, much like the chiefs. I don't like laying big points with them because they let teams back into games and the Eagles are still 23rd in DVOA against the run. Bears lead the league in percentage of run plays Mm -hmm. at almost 59%, and they lead the league in rushing success 5.4 yards per carry. This game feels like it should have been seven. I like the Bears a lot here.
1: So I will say this. I think regardless of how this game plays out for the first three and a half quarters, and I know it's a—it's a, a, not a fun thing to say for a handicap to say. Well, I think the Bears are going to backdoor the Eagles, but that's exactly what I think could happen. I do too. And I'll explain why. Coming up next. Now that's what we do <laughs> in radio. But he, th- think about this: the Eagles play the Cowboys next week. If the Eagles are up by 17 points, the, do yeah. they play Jalen Hurts late in the fourth quarter? No. Do but they, listen? Do they? You know, like why not? They'll they're probably gonna bench guys if they're up by 17 points in the fourth quarter or 16 points. Think about this: a 16-point lead in the fourth quarter, when Jalen Hurts is out of the game, and the Bears score and lose the game by eight or nine. I, I, you know, th- like think about that. It's that's a real possibility.
0: Well, remember the Eagles don't need to win this game. This isn't like a must-win. Like the Eagles can lose this game still comfortably win the division, yes. comfortably be the one seed. The The game next week against the Cowboys, a much more important game mm-hmm. to the Philadelphia Eagles. The Pittsburgh Steelers, three-point dogs at the Panthers. We we don't know exactly who's going to be playing quarterback Dude, for Pittsburgh. See, did you see this Deontay Johnson quote? I did see that. I think it's crazy to even say that. I, I don't know why he, he wants would do Mason that. He wants Mason Rudolph to start? It,
1: I, th- I, I get it. He's like trying to... Pump up a guy, but dude, like if Mitchell Trubisky's playing, don't you think he's upset with you? Where you literally told reporters, yeah, I want to see him play.
0: It just doesn't make sense to to talk about that out loud Mason for, Rudolph. Yeah, it doesn't make sense for it doesn't make sense for a player to say either name of who he wants to play because that's a coach's decision. Then again. And all it does is make it weird. If we find out
1: Mason Rudolph is starting, hammer Deontay Johnson's overs. <laughs> just because good point. you got a guy sticking Scratch up for playback. you, you got a guy sticking up for you in the media saying that he wants you to be the starting quarterback for this game. Well, you're gonna feed that guy.
0: Yeah i I wanted to bet the Steelers at three. I can't have anything to do with this game now, knowing that uh, it, it's a potential it, it's it's a potential uh, Mason Rudolph game. Yeah, it, it's just. It's it's too much for me, so I, I'll be looking to stay completely away, unless I find out at the last minute Trubisky's playing, and then I may I may decide to jump in. We'll see. Uh, all right, and let's uh, let's go next to the, oh the Cowboys and the Jags. Cowboys four point. Cowboys four point,
2: upset alert. Cowboys upset four point alert.
0: favorites, uh, and I think the Cowboys because of what happened last week, I think they're going to take this Jacksonville team more seriously. The Cowboys are going to steamroll the Jags. I tend to think so, too. But you always say the Jags are going to get crushed.
1: And and I I love this opportunity now because everyone's everyone's like all sucking up to the Jags now because of what they saw last week. Yeah,
0: they are. They, so you are buying high on the— Fade that recency bias. The Cowboys are going to smoke them. This is the second-best pass rush in the league, second-best overall passing defense per DVOA. And— it, that's not uh, what Trevor Lawrence was. Trevor Lawrence wasn't under any pressure last week against Tennessee. So uh, it's Cowboys for it's a cowboy life. Those same sharps for me. Those same
1: sharps that were all over the Seahawks uh, last night, all over the Jaguars. Yeah,
0: Bron- how that work out? So the Broncos have taken a little bit of money. They're now up to minus three against the Arizona Cardinals. And Russell Wilson was a limited participant in practice yesterday. Uh, obviously, coming back from concussion protocol, he still has a ways to go. But in general, concussed players who practice end up playing, uh, and, and there's there's no real hard and fast rule when it comes to concussions. You never know. But if he does play, I assume that you know there's there's going to be money come in on the Broncos. Even as poor as he's looked, he's still obviously an upgrade over Brett Ripon. I don't want anything to do with this game. Just there's just there's too many questions in in my opinion. I would agree. The backup bowl, I don't want any part of it. The Tennessee Titans at the L.A. Chargers. Chargers minus three. I like the Chargers here. I thought they looked on offense right for the first time all season. Mm. Having Keenan Allen and Mike Williams on the field and Josh Palmer, for that matter, Uh, they just looked healthy. And now they go up against a defense defense. That, like I just mentioned, Trevor Lawrence had his way with the the pass defense. Christian Fulton and Co. being banged up has just left this Tennessee cupboard bare in the secondary. Uh, If you if you're not bringing any kind of uh, you know any kind of if you're not putting any kind of a clamp. On these receivers, Justin Herbert's going to eat you up, and I think he eats up this Tennessee defense. I guess
1: the one concern is the Chargers' run defense and how they do against Derrick Henry, and if, if the Titans try and control the clock and limit the
0: possessions. But here's the thing: the Titans, when you the Titans are going to be probably without their top two receivers again, mm-hmm. and if they are, do you have to like do you play the run the way you normally do because there's when there's no threat of the pass. It, because it feels like the Chargers so can put maybe nine in the box. <laughs> maybe they do uh, add a little, add a little to the box. But either way, I, I just can't, I can't see how the the Titans slow down Justin Herbert the way he looks right now. It's it's too much for me. Maybe a Chargers team total bet then. Maybe so. The Bengals minus three and a half at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa stinks. Tampa does stink. I don't, I don't know. I, I, this is, uh, it feels like maybe a natural letdown spot. For the Bengals, but they it, don't let they, down. They're they so look good. So good right now. and the and the Bucks, like I said, they're fighting for a playoff spot. The but the Bengals are fighting for seeding and things like that. They're I, fighting for the division. I can't. I can't put any money on on the Buccaneers. I just don't think they're a good football team. The
1: Bengals are fighting for the division. Make no mistake, they are not a lot. They're they're right now. They're underdogs to win the division because the Ravens. If they finish with the same record, the Ravens have the tiebreaker. Ravens have the Ravens are 3 and 0 in, in the division right now. The, the Bengals are 2 and 3 in the division. And the Bengals lost to the Ravens. So even if the Bengals beat the Ravens, but they both finish with the same record, Bengals lose on a tiebreaker. Bengals can't afford to lose. I love them to win this game.
0: Raiders have flipped to a favorite now, 1 point favorites. Well they should be. Hosting favorite. the Patriots. Yeah, we talked about this on the pod like Didn't the number sense. was crazy. Yeah. The Patriots were minus one at Arizona last week, and then they were minus one at the Raiders. The the Raiders are way better than the Cardinals. A little too late for this, but I still like the Raiders as one-point favorites. This is just a, to me, the the Raiders are a much better team, uh, and they're better. If they didn't have a bad fourth quarter against the Rams, we'd be talking about this Raiders team winning four games in a row, and this would feel like a really short number. I'm not letting one that. bad quarter against Baker Mayfield sour me completely on this Raiders team.
1: Yeah, I just think that Patriots traveling to Vegas to play this game, and yeah, the Raiders have the better players all around. Yeah, they have the better quarterback. They have the best wide receiver on the field. They arguably have the better running back. So, and they get the best pass rusher. So, why would the Patriots
0: be favored in this game? It doesn't make well, Bill Belichick. Yeah, they got the better coach. Got a better coach.
1: Although Josh McDaniels won 0 against him in his career.
0: And finally, let's look at the first game in rotation order, dead last Sunday night football. The New York Giants at the Washington Commanders. It's simple. I'll keep, I'll keep it simple. I think these two teams are, are equal. and are 100% right. Four and a half points just feels this like too is, many.
1: This is recency bias. That's all it is because everyone saw what happened to the Giants last week when they got shellacked by the Philadelphia Eagles. Go back two weeks and watch how even the Giants and the Commanders played each other. These two teams are a coin flip. There's, It's a field goal game either way. You tell me the Giants win by a field goal, great. You tell me the Commanders win by a field goal, great. There's no way either of these teams should be
0: favored by more than a field goal over each other. Tend to agree. So there you go. That is a little nugget on every Week 15 game. Well, not Monday Night Football. Okay, smart ass.
1: Bowl season is officially here. We have two bowl games coming up on Friday today, and we have six games, I believe, on Saturday, so it should be a lot of fun. Actually, if you include uh, the Celebration Bowl, is that what it's called? Yeah. Then I guess there are seven games on Saturday, because that is a um, 1AA game, or they don't call that anymore. They call it, what, FCS? FCS. Uh, So you got the Celebration Bowl, and you also have FCS Playoffs. So there's actually a lot of college football coming on this weekend. We did an entire bowl breakdown, though, AJ, on the Dream Preview College Football Edition. So if you're listening on this RJ Bell Dream Preview feed, you can just simply find that college football bowl preview. And if you're listening on the straight out of Vegas AM feed, well, then go to RJ Bell's Dream Free Preview and then check out the College Football Bowl Preview for all of the analysis on every game until next Wednesday because we record on Tuesdays so we did every game including the Idaho Potato Bowl between Eastern Michigan and San Jose State and the Boca Raton Bowl between Liberty and Toledo which is on Tuesday but what do you think about the games coming up here uh, for today we got Miami of Ohio UAB in the Bahamas Bowl and UTSA Troy in the Cure Bowl you and I are going against each other, I believe, on one of these.
0: Yeah, on the Cure Bowl, I like Troy. Uh, I, I like what Troy's offense has done uh, late in the season. This was a one of the best defenses. And this is one of the best defenses in, in G five versus one of the best offenses in G five. But you'll look at the you'll look at the defensive stats for UTSA late in the year and you'll go, oh, they're a pretty good they're a pretty good defensive team. And then you'll dig in and you'll see that they've played a lot of second and third and fourth string quarterbacks late in the season and say, oh maybe they're not as good and this the similar bowl game for UTSA last year San Diego State a team with limited offense great defense and UTSA lost that game 38-24 I think Troy puts the clamps on them. You, it, Depending on which side you like, you can find Troy at minus one right now. You yep. can find UTSA at minus one right now. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, you can get the plus on the other side. Uh, whichever, wherever your book, I'm going to like Troy minus one, and I think you like UTSA. Yeah, and the concern, everything you said is valid, but the
1: major concern that I have uh, with Troy is they're not good on third downs. They allow well over 40% third-down conversions, and UTSA is the eighth-best third-down conversion offense in college football in the entire country, and a lot of it has to do with Frank Harris's legs. So I think he can be the difference maker. He can throw for 300 yards if he wants to. He can rush for over 50 yards and a, and a couple of touchdowns if he wants to. Uh, he's the X factor in this game, and he's the reason why I like the Roadrunners.
0: And then on Saturday, I'm going to go ahead and give a best bet in the Las Vegas Bowl, played right here in our backyard. I'm going to go Florida Gators plus 10. Ooh. This was a game that I my initial like was on Oregon State. I think the number's gotten too far out of proportion. Yes, Anthony Richardson is opting out. That's fine. The backup quarterback, you may have heard, had a little bit of a legal issue. Got uh, some interesting stuff on his computer. Yeah, so he's not playing. Jack Clark, former Ohio State recruit, a kid that could have literally gone to any school in the country to play quarterback is the is the quarterback in this game for Florida. He had an injury to his hand early in the season, couldn't even be the backup early in mm-hmm. the season, had to have surgery. That's when Kitna became the backup. I think Jack Clark was the better player. They probably wanted him to be the backup mm-hmm. all along. I think he gets a good chance to shine here. And Billy Napier, you know he takes games like this seriously. Uh, I And as an underdog, I'm going to back Billy Napier more often than not. Florida plus 10, SEC talent, even with some sitting out. Eh, I just can't get there. I can't get to Oregon State laying 10 points. The Pac-12 to me. has lost seven straight bowl games straight up. Yeah. Well, sprinkle a little bit on Florida money line. There you go. Florida uh, plus ten will be my best bet for this weekend's bowl. Season. I'm going to do
1: a little salt base sprinkle on the money line on Florida. How there about that? Uh, the rest of your bowl schedule for Saturday: Cincinnati, Louisville in the Fenway Bowl, where the Cardinals are two point favorites. You got uh, Washington State, Fresno State, Jake Hayner in action at the my Jimmy Kimmel L A Bowl. Presented by Stiffle. That's at the SoFi Stadium and Fresno minus four, total of 53. Rice in the Southern Miss in the Lending Tree Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. And that Southern Miss minus six and a half. We talked about this game on the college football podcast. SMU BYU the New Mexico Bowl in Albuquerque. SMU minus four and North Texas Boise State in the Frisco Bowl presented by Surfpro at Frisco, Texas. That's a soccer stadium there in Toyota Stadium. That's where the uh, Houston Dynamo. Are they call that still.
0: They're, it's not the Houston it's Dynamo Houston
1: FC or it's th- Dallas FC plays there. Oh, Dallas FC
0: in yeah. Frisco. Yeah,
1: that really. That's yeah. where they play.
0: Okay. Is it still the Houston Dynamo? Yeah. Or is it... They say there's still a team Houston Dynamo with the MLS okay. team in Houston. Gotcha. Frisco's a Dallas suburb though.
1: Yeah, I just got the, my Texas teams mixed up. Just very different. Yeah.
0: Trust me. Very different. Very
1: different. Yeah.
0: Frisco's like closer to Fort Worth. Frisco's like a a bougie suburb of Dallas, North Di- North Dallas.
1: Ah. Okay. Yeah. That's a Dallas theme song? It is, yeah. <laughs> uh, Boise, 10.5 point favorites. Big news in Major League Baseball the Yankees not done spending as they have signed Carlos Rodon to a six year, $162 million deal. He was the top pitcher on the free agent market, obviously after Justin Verlander signed and and Jacob DeGrom. So Rodon, 30 years old, had a tremendous season last year for the San Francisco Giants, 14-8, and with a 2.88 ERA. He pitched a career-high 178 innings, and he earned his second straight All-Star selection. And this was a guy that I honestly thought the New York Mets were going to sign. Really? Steve Cohen and the Mets were uh, certainly big spenders. I had a this offseason,
0: I had a feeling the Yankees would be in on some big time pitching, and this is the biggest time pitching there was out there. Yeah,
1: uh, but you know what? They there was um, the Mets like needed. I thought the Mets needed pitching, and the Mets were going to make a move here. And, and Rodon, I, I talked about this uh, on New York radio about a week or so ago, or maybe during the winter meetings when this is before Jacob Degrom humble brag, signed. Humble brag, yeah. This is before Jacob Degrom signed, and what I was saying to Mets fans was, don't spend the money on Jacob Degrom. Because you can take that DeGrom money and you can spend it on Rodan and another player. And, well, the Mets wound up <laughs> spending, the, spending the money on Verlander. But, um, yeah, I mean, imagine if they would have uh, brought in Rodan uh, as well. I mean, they got this uh, Kode Senga from Japan on a five-year, $75 million deal. So maybe he winds up being the stud. And maybe five years, 75, certainly cheaper than 160 for Carlos Rodon.
0: But this is big for the Yankees because they it felt like they had pieced, their rotation was pieced together late in the year. Started out, I mean, at the beginning of the season, the Yankees pitching was really carrying them. And as the season went on, it started to fade. So I think adding depth and really front-end depth, is a big move for the Yankees here.
1: Garrett Cole, Rodon, Severino,
0: Nestor Cortez, Frankie Montas. Until three of them get hurt, yeah, and then,
1: or but, underperform,
0: yeah. But it's a it. it listen, you, I I think the Yankees you just can't have enough pitching. You're like the Dodgers, a couple the last couple of years have had like a sixth and seventh starter that has been like a a heavily paid guy that they're just like just in case. Just Would you rather that
1: rotation or? The Mets rotation, Verlander, Scherzer, Kodai Senga from Japan, Jose Quintana, and Carlos Carrasco. It'll, I guess it all depends on how good this uh, Kodai Senga yeah. is.
0: Yeah, boy, I'll, I'll tend to take the the Mets just because I feel like I, I trust those top two guys more than anybody. Sure.
1: Yankees are the, uh, I guess right now, co-second favorites with the Dodgers behind the Astros. Then okay. the Mets are the third favorite.
0: Uh, makes sense. Yeah.
1: Where are the Phillies on this?
0: They Phillies. Are plus 1,300. I'll bet the Phillies.
1: Eighth favorite. I'll bet the Phillies.
0: All right. Be yeah. careful.
1: It's, like it's the whole offense versus pitching, you know.
0: Astros still pretty good.
1: Yeah, they're a good team. <laughs> then they got to roll up against Carlos Rodon and the Yankees. Oh, in the
0: I don't think they're worried. I don't think they're afraid of Carlos Rodon. <laughs> I don't think they're afraid. <laughs> Switching to the association, we talked about it a little bit yesterday morning, Golden State Warriors' Steph Curry expected now to miss a few weeks with a left shoulder injury. McKenzie, yesterday we talked about what the Warriors' long-term odds would look like and how we'd be looking to bet no on making the playoffs if Steph missed significant time. A few weeks is very vague But what does that diagnosis tell you? you, Does this leave hope alive for the Warriors? I
2: think is an important note, an important detail, because it means he can come back in two weeks, and no one would be like, "Oh, he's rushed back." Or he can come back in five weeks if they do okay and take a little more rest time, a la Chris Paul, and you know, be more fresh for the playoffs. The the worst they avoided. I don't think their playoffs are in jeopardy anymore. So good, good that's good news for the yeah. Warriors. Fans.
0: Golden State, fourteen and fifteen right now. They are zero and three this season without Steph Curry, and they'll be without him tonight. They are seven and a half point dogs at Philly. What do you
2: see there? So my power ratings with Steph Curry would make this about one and a half. So a six point line move that's right in line with Luka Doncic, best players in the league. I agree with that. If anything, I think there's probably you know more room for that to grow where uh psychologically besides the fact that they've been terrible on the road in general the first game without Steph I'm not sure if uh if they'll be ready for that and the Sixers you know need to get back into the winning ways so I would lean to the Sixers here
0: all right let's look at the rest of the NBA board the Sacramento Kings five-point favorites at Detroit the Atlanta Hawks one-point dogs at the Hornets the Magic catching 13 at Boston the Nets minus-one favorites at Toronto. The Pacers catching eight at Cleveland. The Minnesota Timberwolves, one-and-a-half point dogs at the Thunder. The New York Knicks catching three points at the Chicago Bulls. The Blazers catching three-and-a-half at Dallas – And the Denver Nuggets one-point favorites at the Lakers.
1: Let's go to the ice. There's just three games on the schedule. The Blackhawks take on the Wild. Ooh, the Blackhawks are bad. Yes, they are. That was a three-star play for me last night on pregame.com. Seven straight three-star winners, by the way. What? Yeah. that's Nice. We're heating up the ice. Very nice. That's a a funny little oxymoron there. Uh, But we played the Golden Knights minus a puck and a half, I guess a goal and a half on the puck line against the Blackhawks, and they won four to one. Chicago has lost now 13 of their last 14 games. That's going up bad. against Minnesota, who was one three straight and the goaltending matchup here could be disastrous for the Blackhawks on a second out of a back to back. I don't think it's going to be sort of in net, which means you're probably going to go back to Peter Morazic for Chicago. And if Philip Gustafson gets the start for the wild, he is on a personal five game winning streak playing Extremely well in net. Minnesota right now is minus 420. Oh so, boy. There's, there's a reason why this is one of the highest spreads that we've seen this season. Do uh, Elfra- you know why
0: Minnesota's minus 420, McKenzie? You'd have to be stoned to take the Blackhawks. Yeah. All right. I feel like you could chop and get a better price
1: than that. Yeah. Like minus Uh, 3.6. The Blues are at the Flames. But then
0: there's no stoner joke.
1: Calgary minus 2.05, total of cents. (laughs) Islanders are in Arizona at the Mullet Arena. To Mullet. take on the coyotes, the Islanders, minus 190 with a total of six. Like I said, seven straight three-star winners in the NHL. I, I might I might go for He's another on one. Fire. I might go for another one tonight, or maybe one this weekend. I don't know. But if I do, you can go to pregame.com and buy it. And guess what? Take 23% off Ooh. when you do. Promo code SOV23. SOV23. Gonna get you 23% off at pregame.com.
0: AJ's got college
1: hoops. AJ's
0: got college football
1: bowl plays.
0: Last UFC event of the week of the of the year is this weekend. Wow! Yeah, give me the name of the main event fighters: Jared Cannonier, Sean Strickland. I know who Sean Strickland is.
1: I'm going to bet on Sean Strickland. Okay. Am I going to lose? It's literally a coin flip right now. Okay. All right. I usually I I go by name recognition. Okay. Which is probably not a way to handicap. It's, the UFC. it's not smart, but it's okay. Any uh any uh, women's fights? Uh, yeah, there's
0: women's fights on every card. Yeah.
1: When's the next, like, Shevchenko fight?
0: Oh, I don't know. I think probably March or April. Okay. Yeah, so it'll be a while. She's awesome. She is awesome. Yeah, I like betting on her.
1: Okay, Mackenzie's got NBA. We got lots of stuff going on. Fez is still rocking and rolling, even though he's under the weather. But whoever you want to purchase at Pregame.com, go right ahead and take 23% off on us, your favorite daily morning show. Use the promo code SOV23. And speaking of the bowl games, our bowl bash is open now. And with the bowl games starting today, this is your last chance to get in. Well, I guess you can get in, but you're going to be at a disadvantage. Yeah, you might be at a disadvantage. People are already going to have wins because the best winning percentage is is going to win the prizes here. So go to pregame.com, click on contests, and join the Bowl Bash contest. It's free. Prizes for first place through uh, 10th place, and it's a variety of cash money and pregame bulk dollars, and it's free to join. Pregame.com, click on contests. For McKenzie Rivers and A.J. Hoffman, I'm Scott Seidenberg. Have a great, profitable weekend. We are straight out of Vegas. A.M.